everybody and welcome to the EC Method. I am one of your coaches, Chloe Maidley. And I am your other coach, Emma Story Gordon. Our goal at the EC Method is to encourage, educate and empower you to get the results that you've always wanted. Listen to our weekly podcasts, go to our website, theecmethod.co.uk or simply follow us on Instagram to get more information. I don't know why I did that before I paused the live but oh I did it okay right we're good to go how are you apart from a little bit frazzled <laughs> yeah. just looking for a place to call home looking for anywhere that's noise free and man free honestly um yeah good good I literally cannot wait for this house to be done how are you I am very well I can't think what I've done this morning I feel like I'm busy at the moment I'm really busy, but I'm loving it. But I am really busy, yeah. What's going on? What have you got going on? Um, I took on a lot of coaches to mentor. Yeah, <laughs> a lot. Too many? <laughs> I mean, how do you know what's too many until you try? And yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, you learn the hard way. I do this all the time. Bite off way more than I can chew. And then I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. Yeah, literally that. I was thinking that actually, as I was eating an apple the other day, which I had literally bitten off more than I could chew. I was like, this is just a great analogy for my life. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> but you handle stress better than me. So I think you navigate your way through it easier than anyone. I have like multiple meltdowns. My friend Rochelle had a word with me the other day. She was like, listen to me. She's like, listen to me very carefully. You cannot do it all. Stop doing. I was like, Don't. but then it just makes me be like, no. Well, so this is the way I think about it. Now and again, I do feel stressed, but then I normally just tell myself, and I guess to an extent you're the same, although I think more outer people rely on you potentially, but like I'll wake up in the morning and I'm like, oh my God, today looks mad. But then I'm like, I could just cancel everything. Like I'm, you know, like I did. And and actually it's probably true for everyone. Like you could just not go into work, right? You could be like, oh, I've got so much on. Do you know what? I'm not going to go into work. I'm not taking my kids to football after school. I'm not doing that. Like you can say no to everything. And I think as soon as you remind yourself that, it's then much easier to be like, oh, but I actually want to do all this stuff. Like if I look at my diary today and then I remove everything, I'm like, oh, but I, like as much as there's a lot, like I do want to do all of it. And just yeah. that reason, it just makes you so grateful that you're like, oh, this is literally the best stress to have. Yeah, I'm working on just seeing things differently, having a bit more fun of a fun outlook as opposed to... Uh, Oh my God, <laughs> panic outlook. And it's helping. James and I did a TV show yesterday. And in, and before we did it, I was like, oh my God. I was like, I don't want to do this. I'm really bad at general knowledge. I'm really bad at game shows behind closed doors. And now I have to do it on camera. Oh my God, I start to have a complete meltdown. And he looked at me and he was like, listen to me. He was like, just have fun with it. And I was like, okay. He was like, anytime, he's like, take that comment seriously. He was like, that's the only thing to take seriously. Anytime you stop having fun, be like, no, I'm here. This is fun. This is ridiculous. It's fun. And I did and it worked. And I need to have this outlook for everything. <laughs> I think that for everything, like genuinely everything, like just be like, yeah, but it's meant to be fun. Even when we're like stressed about stuff with, you see it's like, well, yeah, but the whole point is that it's fun. Nobody's forcing us to do this. We want to do it. And then it's so easy to have something that you love turn into something that you resent because you forget that it's a choice and that you love doing it and that it is fun and that like all your stresses I was talking to a coach yesterday 
who's opening a new gym and like it is very stressful and she's like I've got mum guilt because I'm not seeing my kids I've got this yeah and I was like take a step back and look at all of the things that you're stressed about and how amazing all of them are like you've been working for years to open this gym and now it's finally happening of course it's stressful right but how amazing that you're actually doing that and how amazing you've got kids that want to spend time with you and and then I then someone else actually gave this really good piece of advice she's like I get my kids to book in time with me so like instead like she's like oh you have this whole hour of mum time you can do we will do whatever we want together but like you're gonna have my full attention so she's got three kids I think and so they all like book in their hour and they're all really excited about their hour and that means outside of that obviously she does sweet to her kids outside of it right but like outside of that she's like but this is mum's hour to do a bit of work and then you're going to get my full attention and I just think that's such a better way to approach it and the kids she was like the kids love it they're like oh I'm going to plan what to do for this hour it's such an important parenting hack James learned the hard way as well he had Bodhi one morning this has been the very beginning and he tried to work at the same time whoever like why nobody t- corrected me when I was like I work from home I'll have a baby and work from home. hilarious and he had a complete meltdown like he you know James like went nuts by the time I got home he was like fucking this and fucking that screaming at it and I, I looked at him and I was like listen to me I was like when you have Bodhi you cannot work at the same time she has unless she's napping in which case a you might get a half hour of work done but you have you have to be either with her or not with her like there's no in between and since then he was like he came to me later and he was like I'm really sorry like I just had a complete mouth I didn't realize how hard it was you're right I can't I will I when I'm with her I'll give her my full attention and he does and he is so much happier she's so much happier the situation's very calm because he's not trying to answer emails he's not trying to pick up his phone and you I'm sorry but there is no in between with kids that's how you have to do it so I think booking in time especially with three of them really important as well to maintaining your relationship with each of them I think yeah and then I think that's true whether you I mean especially true with kids but whether you have them or not like intentional time on and intentional time off and I've got much better at doing this like I'm probably not as quick to reply to messages on the easy method now but they're so much better when I do because it means I've sat down and I'm like this is the time I'm replying to emails and dms cool but I do that like two to three times a day and outside of that I don't have notifications popping up everywhere and I'm way better on and I'm way better off and I think I'm so happy you're doing that I've been telling you to do this for ages like having you're completely right sitting down and giving something 100% for an hour or two and then go, going elsewhere so much it's also e- I know it sounds like it's not but it is easier it's easier to navigate through yeah yeah and people get more from you as well definitely okay um, right um Ollie's saying morning guys happy February oh my god it's February I know don't does this mean it's time to organize the quarterly EC meetup not yet not yet <laughs> okay our Dude. cup is runneth over <laughs> we've written off more than we can chew already <laughs> no. did you not hear the yeah. conversation <laughs> I think um I'm feeling a summer one because I think it'd be nice for it to be warm we could be outside for something yeah let's all go to Ibiza <laughs> okay great right yeah <laughs> <laughs> hey beautiful people yeah, yeah, I made a live. Oh, great. Good morning. And good morning, Becky. Um, Laura. Morning, Clemmer. She's written Clemmer right. Well done, Laura. 
um, casting you on our big living room TV while doing some steps on the spot as I watched First Live in Ages. Missed you. Oh, hello. Hello, Laura's living room. We're okay. on TV. <laughs> slightly more exciting for me than you but um <laughs> I have three kids and baby is eight months I have to align my priorities of a day so baby is the priority and it's a bonus if I get a 30 minute 30 minutes of work done but it is tricky yeah oh I don't doubt that it's tricky oh my god I just I you're a superhero I have one and I'm like <laughs> I'm drowning <laughs> yeah I mean one of my friends has I, actually, you know what I speak about her all the time. She's got four kids, a career that she works offshore, like does some coaching on the side, and is like the kind of person that will remember your birthday and send you, like not just send you a text, but like write a card and send you it. I don't understand this. Like, I always think this about Taylor Swift, right? People who are friends with her are like, she's amazing. She sends you like gifts all the time. She does da, 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 da. while she's on a world tour and in a different she time. She probably place. has a PA that and she's like, no, I think it's her. I said genuine. And then she does meet and greets with fans at her house where she cooks everybody dinner and they all sit around and chat. And I'm like, I mean, I know it's like Taylor Swift, she doesn't have a kid and she's got like multi, multi, multi millions in the bank. But some people are just depressive. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and I think I always, it's never, it's not really a me thing to like remember that kind of stuff. But then I realized actually how important it is, like how nice it is when other people do it. I'm like, oh, I should really think about working on that. I'm really bad at shit. I'm the flakiest friend in the whole world. I'm surprised I have any friends left at this point. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, we're up to date on the live. Okay. Let's do this then. Vicky Keelan, hi lady. By the way, can I just say, I had a glass of red wine last night and I shit you not, woke up with like a full-fledged hangover. Like I'd had a bottle and a half. Why? You've had drinks since. I know, I don't know. It just fucking, anyway, moving on. I, I, when I, I didn't drink at the wedding and the next day I was like, I feel really hungover, which is so weird. I think it's just exhaustion. Like, we're, we're, like yeah, it's Bodhi as well. So, yeah, anyway, okay. Although, I read a really interesting study and it was, like, the placebo effect of alcohol and they had, like, half the group weren't actually drinking alcohol and the other half were, and the, they still got drunk. Really? Yeah, they still thought they were drunk. And then it's, like, that's non-alcoholic. So, And I think that's quite interesting. I've been out a couple of times totally sober and because you're around so many drunk people, you do kind of feel a bit drunk. Then I'd walk outside, like, this is when I used to drive as well. And I'd be like, hmm, should I be trying? But then I'm like, I've had that when I was pregnant, actually, going to friends' birthday parties, it being all very alcoholy fueled fun, walking out, getting into my car and being like the first, like a natural instinct. Should I be driving? And then I'm like, oh, no, I've got, I'm, I didn't drink yeah. anything. It's really, I've had that too. It's odd, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Vicky Keelan, hi ladies, I hope you're both well. I'm at maintenance now and oh my bloody God, what a mentally hard place it is to be. I know at some point I'll relax into it, but when does that happen? I'm so scared of putting weight back on. On the plus side, I booked a summer holiday which can keep me motivated and I have the joy of not working out how many times a week I have, I have how many weeks I have to lose weight in. That's a big win. Thank you both, it's, you're such an inspiration. This is really, first of all, thank you for your lovely words. Second of all, this is really, really, really normal. And I think it's because you're still in the headspace of fat loss and like goal, goal trajectory. 
actually what we need to work on is that mindset of taking that away and you understanding that now you have to live your life if you don't want to regain you know loads of weight first of all take the fear away from it because it's completely in your control and it's not going to happen if you don't want it to happen so take the fear away from it um but we have to rejig your mindset up to being now if you want to live your happy healthy most body confident life you have to be calorically aware nutritionally aware active um, and and find ways to enjoy it and make it fun for the rest of your life. Um, so taking this kind of like goal kind of, oh my God, I've got to do this, I've got to do this, I've got to maintain it away from it and just being like, no, this is just my life now. Um, and yeah, you will have, we talk about this, there will be days, there will be times where you probably will gain a bit of weight, like when you're on holiday. Um, and there'll probably be times where you find that you lose some weight, like when you have a really nice kind of really weird free period kind of ish, you know, of like a month where you get to go to the gym like five times and you na- you're nailing your steps and da, 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 da. And that's just a reflection of your life that will constantly be in flux. And that's very normal. But we, what we want to stop is the pendulum swing of I gained all the weight back and I lost all the weight. And and that is about, again, like I say, understanding now that this is your lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's way more mindset than anything. Like you've lost the weight, you've proved that you have. I guess there's so much worrying about something that's not happened. And that realization as well is like, I'm wasting so much time and energy and actually enjoying my life less because I'm so worried about something that isn't going to happen. Like you're with us the worst case scenario you put on a little bit of weight you come to us and you're like oh shit I put on a bit of weight I'm like right let's tweak some things and get you back to where you want to be and that's normal at maintenance like it's still normal to kind of have a little bit of period of time where you're like oh I let I let go a little bit too I was a little bit too loose with stuff and now I need to come back to being a little bit tighter and sometimes it's like playing either side of that to find the right balance and that's all part of the process as well but the fact that you've like this time is different because you've not got to the end of the diet and you've thought, well, end of the diet, I'll go back to the way I was eating before. And obviously your body will revert back to aligning with the behaviors that you were partaking in before. Whereas this time you're like, I'm going to, I know that if I want to maintain this, I also need to maintain the behaviors that got me here, right? The numbers might change, but just as Chloe said, like it's still being aware of the foods that you're eating, choosing foods that are in line with your goals the vast majority of the time, getting your exercise in, getting your steps in, like it's the same stuff. But I think one of the most underrated benefits of having a coach is we can worry about that for you, especially when it comes to stuff like scale weight. This is a really good way to look at scale weight. Instead of you stressing about it, like let us stress about it. If fat loss is your goal, we will worry about whether you're getting results or not and we'll make changes as needed what we need you to focus on is the process which is the targets that we've set you so your your job is to focus on nailing those and if you struggle with hitting those then you reach out to us and we'll help you and our job is focusing on the outcome so if you're like i'm hitting all these targets perfectly have done for the last three weeks but i'm not getting like scale weight isn't changing then we worry about that and we make changes if needed you don't have to worry about that and same with maintenance it's like take the stress away because if anything goes wrong you've got us here 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 what a good answer um i was just replying to someone as well on a on a on a different different topic sorry <laughs> trying to string something together on a different topic um if you saw me messaging um do we have anything on the live before we move on yes ollie chloe going to chigwell chigwell david lloyd's tomorrow i've heard good things have you been no 
that's that one. Um, Maybe. I don't know. I often will rock up to a David Lloyd that I think I've never been to before and been like, oh, I've been here like twice. <laughs> so um, I don't. Um, Isabel, delighted I made a live, if only to see the regular bollocking of Ollie in real time rather than just hearing it on the podcast. <laughs> we love you, Ollie. Okay, she also says that she has a question. Slightly serious and slightly funny. Oh, okay. Does thinking, oh, does thinking a lot burn more calories? I ask this because someone else who does the same job as me claims that whenever he writes a book, he loses weight, even though he doesn't change his diet because he's thinking so hard about writing. <laughs> no. no, I mean... Brain energy, it's it's an always part of your basal metabolic rate, your brain function, all organ function is part of your basal metabolic rate, um, which is calories, burn, energy use at rest um, to function. So yes, um, it, but but no, <laughs> if you think harder, you're not burning more calories. As far as I'm aware, I've never looked into it, but common sense tells me no. Um, it's probably because when you write a book, speaking from experience, you sit that although you're very very inactive like there are hours and hours your your brain is quite full with as he's saying thinking about what you have to do and you're not really as food focused um unless you get writer's block in which case you're very food focused yeah yeah I think it's much more exactly what you said like changes in behaviors around food as it would you might I, I mean I'm sure there is a slight increase potentially in brain function like brain function the amount of calories you burn when you're sleeping in your brain is kind of like relatively inaccurate, inact, inactive versus <laughs> when thinking really hard about something. But um, yeah, I don't, I don't think it would be remotely. It would be just completely no, negligible. Maybe like five <laughs> extra calories a day or something. But but his whole life will have changed when he's writing a book or like his whole focus and how he works and things. So I'm not surprised that he loses weight doing that. Yeah. Okay. Um, Ems, morning, happy to have been able to join a live. I've been poorly with a horrible cold this week and last, but I'm starting to feel better. I've managed to sail and not fall off the wagon. Well done. That's so hard when you're not well. Um, total mindset shift for me, but so looking forward to rowing again next week. Love it. Well done. Okay, Gem, I've noticed that I'm not really sweating in the push-pull legs workouts, but I do in cardio. I have both of you in my head reminded me that to push to failure, lift as heavy as I can and being mindful of my own form is not sweating a reflection of how well I'm doing in those workouts. No. No, we're all different. I've had clients, I've taken clients through four workouts who've never broken a sweat and I'm, it really angers me. I don't know why. <laughs> I'm like, sweat. <laughs> uh, oh, I'm sometimes, a- like I'll do a full workout. Like I could just sit in the same gym clothes all day. Like I, I don't like unless I mean cardio obviously but like lifting I don't really sweat I'm the opposite I am a sweaty fucking Betty and I I look like I've jumped in a pool as soon as I start squatting it's disgusting um although Emma Emma tells me that this is a reflection of my fitness levels which makes me really happy um so yeah but everyone's different so no don't worry about that yeah so the way that it reflects your fitness levels is I mean I probably just don't produce that much heat in comparison to you but the dissipating heat which is sweating um is like a an adaptation to fitness so like one of the reasons that you will fail or like reach failure is 
your body getting too hot and it'll be like stop exercising because your body wants to keep a very tight regulation of your core temperature so one way of dissipating heat or the main way is sweating so to enable you to carry on exercise for longer you have to get better at sweating so when you look at more endurance exercise like people who are fitter tend to start sweating earlier not later then often the comeback to that is like all oh, right so why do people who are very overweight tend to sweat more and that's because they're working at a high, well one hell of a lot of insulation via fat but two they're working harder doing the same thing so like for you walking up a flight of stairs might not be very hard might not push you that far up your vo2 max but for someone who's very overweight and it's like imagine you carrying an extra 30 kilograms of weight on your back and walking up the same flight of stairs then you might be sweating right so you have to think about the extra weight there brilliant brilliant well-rounded answer um anything else on the live um morning lovelies my first live in a while oh lots of people are making today maybe it's because we gave people an actual time <laughs> also though because i think a lot of people work from home on a friday oh uh, yeah okay let's go with that um yeah morning lovelies my first live in a while loving all the scheduling time chat so helpful taking away the uncertainty allows you to enjoy and commit fully i yeah. think it's honestly i think time management is so underrated like it's one of the biggest things that that everybody struggles with and yeah, then yeah. I think on top of that the ability to be present is so hard like not to be thinking oh I should reply to this or I should be doing that or I'm on this call but I'm also thinking about what I'm doing next or what I just did and having allocated time like I am obsessed with my google calendar and it's like color-coded and I know exactly what I'm doing when and I think that helps me like be a bit more present, but also be way more organized than I would be otherwise. hundred percent. When I was, how old was I? I think I must've been, I don't remember how old you are when you go up into middle school. I think I must've been 12 or 13. And I, my teachers noticed that I was quite scatterbrained and would get overwhelmed very easily. And was like finding it hard to stay on top of like different homework and everything. Um, and they, so they got me uh, basically, she's basically an organization tutor called Nikki. I loved her. I've never forgotten her. And I, she, A, became like my best friend and B, she taught me over the period of, over a period of the time, how to schedule and how to organize my life. And she changed my life. Like as a, as a young girl, she changed my whole life. And I, I'm not so good, weirdly, with phone stuff, like phone notes, phone, like, uh, like you say, like Google Calendar. I'm, I'm really much better when I write things down. Um, so I just have like notebook in my house. I have notebooks everywhere. And I just write lists and I write things down and, and then it really sinks in. And I'm, I've, I've always really struggled when people talk sometimes. I just start thinking and my brain goes over there. And then by the time they're done, I haven't taken in anything they've said. And that can be really bad on both a professional and a personal level. Um, it's, so I was saying to James yesterday about this the show we were doing. And I was like, this is the thing. When they start explaining the rules, my brain goes over there and then they're done. And then we're off. And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> and so I have to really work at like, again, being like mentally acutely present. Um yeah and it's 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 a game changer it really will change your life if you can if you can nail it and there are tutors out there if anyone's like oh my god I this is really messing me up there are tutors out there who you can pay to teach you how to do it 
Yeah. And I also think a lot of people are like, oh yeah, I tried writing notes, doesn't work for me. Or like I downloaded Google Calendar, it doesn't work for me. I'm like, you have to use it and you have <laughs> to like do it for 30 days and then tell me it doesn't work. Like I've noticed I, I set about three plans. So like on a Sunday, I'll set my plan for the week. The night before, I'll set my plan for the next day. And then the morning of, I'll set like more intricate, like, okay, there's a work block there. What actually needs done? That is what needs to go there. And it, yeah, I get a hell of a lot done by doing but, that. And I, I don't know, Emma's the most, I don't know how you do the amount that you do. It's it's mind blowing. Thanks, Faith. Anyway, it's Google Calendar, basically. But it does help. Um, I have a baby and I can't wait to watch you navigate that not as in I can't wait to watch you fail as in like I can't wait to see how you navigate it because you're going to smash it and I and every and then you need to write a book on how you've done it <laughs> well yeah I mean I'll probably have a baby with a woman who hopefully will take more of the mothering role <laughs> take it and I'll be like what are you talking about it's so easy like I just leave the flat I have a part-time nanny which is such a luxury and even I struggle like even on the days when I'm not with her I'm like oh my god there's so much to do anyway you'll nail it genuinely you will I, like, I can't wait if you ever if you ever decide to do it I can't wait to watch it <laughs> me neither right okay um glad to be oh Suzanne glad to be here had a wobble last week but reset and on track I turned 44 today happy, happy birthday, birthday. And rather than focus on getting old, I'm at the gym doing a push workout, feeling strong. Thank you, ladies. Oh, have the best day. And also, <laughs> not old. No, that sounded so fake. Have the best day. Have the best day. How did you respond on your 30th birthday? I cried. <laughs> I was in Mexico and it was pretty great, actually. <laughs> I was in Ibiza in a pool crying because I was like, I don't want to get old. <laughs> I look back now and I'm like pathetic from you Chloe <laughs> <laughs> no I think I was all right because I was with Amelia so she's a couple of years older <laughs> so I couldn't be like oh my god I'm so old she's like right I'm 35 like leave me alone um yeah and we watched the sunset in Mexico a sunrise yeah it was nice I feel like I don't know why I always just assumed that Amelia was younger than you and me <laughs> I'm so mature <laughs> so much more mature than that. so much wow. more like mature and intelligent than um dr amelia thompson so phd <laughs> uh okay ollie i don't think i'm ever gonna eat enough veg i just can't stomach it other than mushrooms and peppers um should i give in to the constant athletic greens ads yeah i would i really would honestly like i know emma and i you know of talk about the athletic greens thing sometimes but I look Ollie first of all credit to you for trying like that makes you a coachable client and that's all we that's all we ask for so well done mushrooms and peppers fantastic keep them in abundance um and yeah this is when supplements are going to come in really handy for you um and I would get a green supplement and a red supplement and you know all the colors of the rainbow supplements because yeah you don't want to go without yeah, I don't know. I haven't looked into green supplements because I eat my veg. <laughs> Sorry, Ollie. <laughs> but I also think that Athletics Greens is probably wildly overpriced. So you might yeah. find it like 
you know doesn't have the same marketing hype but literally has the same stuff in so I'd have a little look at the ingredients and compare I'm sure that I don't know like bulk powders will do one that's essentially got the same stuff in for like half the price yeah I agree let's have a little look how much is athletic greens or do you have to pay for it in like isn't it like a prescription thing I don't know it's not my jam subscribe and save um oh gosh right okay one one time purchase 97 pounds for 37 that's 97 pounds a month that's as much as the ec method that is absolutely wild i hate um wild i hate um overpriced health and fitness stuff like even like coaches like i've heard of coaches who charge like upwards of 100 pounds a week and i'm like it's just disgraceful i think i mean i think it like i mean yeah and also it outprices fitness for people who need it it's like oh well if i need to pay that then i'll just have to you know like not have a coach or not get results or not like it's very elitist the thing is right coaching especially one-to-one is hard work it's really hard work i don't think people realize it's real work and it's also you know clients whether they intend to or not you know and this is really natural with when you're when you're getting in touch with your coach via the internet there is this kind of murky area of like your coach is available 24 7 it's quite and it's quite difficult when someone's paying you to draw those boundaries of when you're working and when you're not um and it's really hard work and it takes a lot out of you but on a very moral ethical level charging upwards of 100 pounds a week to coach people online i think it's abhorrent I, I I don't see the justification for it um and I and I do this for a living and Emma does this for a living we've been doing it for a long time we're bloody good at it we work our socks off and I'm like exactly what you're saying you outprice it for so many people like it's just I think it's unacceptable and I once I had a therapist who was just cost a bomb and he came so highly recommended that I went with it ah no 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 it's when someone's asking you for help to charge them that kind of money I just think it's I think it's really unfair I'm not not cool with it exactly why we do um, when I said that's as much as the easy method like like the easy method is cheaper than buying athletic greens like that's ridiculous right but I, I totally agree like there should be options that are excellent like the easy method and affordable for people but then it, I think it's also important not to make it too cheap because as much as people probably yeah. don't realize this like you get a lot from investing in yourself yeah. only like exceptions to the rule and I, I agree with you about like overpricing unless you specifically work with like entrepreneurs who are earning a million plus a year yeah. right? where it's like will you even pay attention if I charge you 300 pounds a month no probably not like you'll actually I'd have to charge you a thousand pounds a month for you to be like this is important enough for me to show up to and yeah. for me like, I'm like that's an investment in myself so there is that element but I do I agree that most people aren't working with those people <laughs> they're just trying mm-hmm. to get like I mean I've seen the worst stuff and being more in the mentor space now like I see people saying that they they're like well you can't afford mentor or like, well, you can't afford coaching because you pay a phone contract or you've been on holiday this year or you've got sky tv and I'm like are you telling people they should choose between taking their family on holiday and getting help with their yeah. coaching like yeah. that's just like unbelievable 
that's what I mean. I agree with you. You don't want to underprice because a you're not going to get the best out of your clients, and the clients aren't going to get the best out of you. Um, you know, the last thing you want is your coach thinking like you're not paying me enough to I don't know write your meal plan. Obviously, that's not what I do, but still, like you don't want the and and also as a as a client, you don't want to be like, oh, I'm not really spending enough to really take that seriously. There is absolutely a, a middle a middle ground and a fine line. Um, but yeah, I hate that too when I see it, it's like this is going to help you do X Y Z Z Z. Whereas that is you know a weekend away that you're. It's like it's my best friend's hen do. Fuck off. <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> that can't have both. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um. Anyway. Um. Okay, where are we? Uh, Ollie's saying I'm ex- I'm exactly the same, Chloe. I struggle to concentrate when people are talking when when talking to people, and I'm easily distracted and often thinking of other things and struggle to focus on one thing at a time. I think yeah. honestly, I think we've kind of trained ourselves for that as well. Like I'm interested to see the next generation where, you know, people's attention span on social media is like zero point five seconds if you're lucky. And then as soon as you're bored, you flick off that and you go on something else. No one ever sits being bored anymore or like actually concentrates for any prolonged period of time because there's always something to distract you. Like, I I imagine that will have a big impact. I agree. Um, Ollie, you don't look in your 30s, guys. Training and nutrition is keeping you young. Oh, thanks, Ollie. Emma doesn't. I look kind of 55. (laughs) 55. (laughs) Feel 55. Um, uh, Morgan is is I eat my greens the name of today's podcast oh yeah it could be I'll write that down because I eat my vegetables sorry not that I'm better than everyone but I actually get my six a day not just five a day I'm just being such a bitch day. have the best day Ollie, um, I used to take my protein, Nutri Greens pineapple flavor, which is dis- which disguised the taste, which was great, but I can't find it anymore. Oh, uh, <laughs> that was very sarcastic as well. Oh, sorry, oh. <laughs> sorry. Um, Heather is on a walk, listening to live, and going to get some coffee. Excellent. Absolutely. Budgeting the EC method for the foreseeable future. It's an investment for myself. Love that. Um, Polly, I'm not a veg fan, but I had to teach myself to eat them if I wanted my kids to eat them. There's a lesson for you, Ollie. Teach yourself to eat them. (laughs) I mean, how could I get them to eat broccoli if I was crying because it was on my plate? The only (laughs) exception is potatoes. Um never ever going there weird I know oh so she, she doesn't eat potatoes oh I love potatoes okay. jacket potato with tuna mayo and cheese stop like dream <laughs> that is yeah although always there's such a long process to cook a jacket potato no although you put them in the microwave for seven minutes and then the bottom does this like crinkly crispy thing almost like crackling on a on a pig <laughs> it's so good I um Potatoes are my carb of choice at the moment. I've had to cut out wheat, dairy, eggs, loads of different things. Because of Bodhi. Yeah, she's 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 all fucked up. <laughs> she'll be fine. We start weaning her today. So she'll be fine. But for the time it being, is yeah. So good though, like so underrated, so satiating. And when you compare like how much baked potato you can eat to how much like pasta you can eat or rice. Oh, it's so low calorie. It's such good bang for your buck. 
that starch, that starch will get you. Um, okay, anything else in my life? Yes, Helen, morning. Apologies as I've asked this on the Facebook page this morning, but thought I'd pick your brains whilst I'm listening live. So I've just had the results of an MRI scan and I have bulging discs in my cervical and thoracic spine. I've been referred to see a spine specialist, which should hopefully be within the next 10 days. Are there any exercises you would suggest I avoid until I see the specialist or am I okay to continue with gym program? Bizarrely, the pain is at its worst when I walk, run, or when I'm sitting at my laptop. Thanks. Okay, so not to make this about me, but <laughs> I got the results. <laughs> I got the results from my MRI that I had the other week. Oh. And they're really bad. And I'm not in any like so I got them, I got that MRI because I had the pain in August, but since then it's actually been pretty much fine. Like little flare-ups here and there, but not like nothing serious at all. And the GP called me up and was like, yeah, so you still have like whether it's re-ruptured or they didn't get enough in the surgery, like you have a bulging disc going into your nerve socket or nerve ending or something. And then the one above that is also bulging as well. And I was like, and he was, and and I was like, what do I do about that? And he was like, nothing, like nothing. Wait, wait to see if it causes you any pain. But I guess it's just an example of sometimes MRIs and I remember my first ever MRI and they were like there's not really anything wrong and I was in so much pain and now there like technically is quite a lot wrong but like I'm not in pain at the moment so they're not always that good at, at being diagnostic is the point but anyway in this situation um I would probably if you're seeing a specialist in 10 days I'd would probably lay off stuff and wait to see the specialist it's very hard for us to say anything and we're always going to err on the side of caution like we don't want you we don't ever want to be like yeah just continue with the gym you'll be absolutely fine and then something bad happens like we're always going to be like you know anything that causes you pain you really shouldn't be doing yeah I mean Emma can speak on this a lot more than me I'm lucky in that I've never had to have an MRI although I found that story genuinely interesting and scary <laughs> I'm like MRI do your job <laughs> why are you not doing your job MRI um I as Emma said brilliantly articulated we're never going to tell you to do anything that could potentially mess you up further we're always going to err on the side of caution when it comes to your back and we've said this in the last couple of lives with a couple of other of you when it comes to your back this is your main stabilizer this is why depending on what area of the spine you have issues in sitting up standing up lifting pulling that it can all be affected um so i would say don't do anything until you get till you have this appointment and you know exactly what's what and then i would ask the, the specialists the professionals what's a go and what's a no yeah i'm sorry though it sucks and it's yeah i'm sorry for you as well emma although at least you're not in pain yeah, I think it's just the fear of being like, that definitely will get bad again at some point. You just don't know when. Maybe, maybe not. You know, my, my, my really good friend, Julia, when she got, she had really bad issues with her pelvis and her, I think it was her lumbar spine. When she got pregnant, it like realigned her and she's never had back issues since for like two years. And I just, I'm like, I, you don't know, something might happen that. Well, yeah, he did say, like the doctor did say, sometimes it does fix itself like it seems quite unlikely but who knows right you know crazy things happen but yeah Helen I'm really sorry to hear that and hopefully the specialist has something 
useful they can do and at least it's only 10 days like there's, sometimes there's just really ridiculous waiting lists yeah. yeah okay up to date on the live okay. becky sharp muscle protein synthesis i think you always say that you need 20 grams of protein minimum to spike depends on the source um but is this for everyone eg if you're a smaller person do you need less I'm just looking at some vegan protein bars and there's 16 grams of protein per bar. So I'm wondering if they will spike or if I need something else. I'm five foot and on a good on a good day and 53 kgs. Unfortunately, it doesn't correlate to size. No, it actually, I think it correlates to blood volume. Um, it, and you need, it's 2.5 to three grams of leucine to spike muscle protein synthesis. Um, and with a plant-based source, you're probably going to have, although that's 16 grams of protein, it's probably lower leucine content than if exactly. it was 16 grams of like whey, for example. Exactly. And I, and I would, so I would double up, um, but it, I know it's annoying because then the calories double up as well. But yeah, exactly what Emma said. Um, it's 20 grams minimum of really a fantastic source like whey, which will have that 2.5 to 3. Um, and it's really upwards of 30 that it really kind of more in the kind of 30 to 50 gram bracket for like animal sources so yeah um it does matter on the source and it is as i said harder as a vegan i'm in this too if any vegans out there have any and whether you're listening to the podcast you're a client whatever have any two 2.5 to three grams of leucine vegan protein bars or powders that you know of please tell me because i'm very stuck on this now too um awesome supplements sent me protein bars and they were really good but i don't know i'll look up how much leucine what do you think it will say how much leucine's in it often they don't uh, i don't think and i think that's i don't think it's um a coincidence as well that a lot of vegan yeah. products don't have that have amino acid breakdowns on the back whereas when you were to get if you bought by whey powder not always but more often than not you have a full amino acid breakdown on the back and again i don't think it's a coincidence that vegan powders don't yeah, probably because almost none. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you want me to do the next one while you have a little goosey gander? Yeah. Oh, this one only has 18 grams of protein anyway. Yes, yeah, so I got the I got the PhD um vegan protein, hoping that it's like the same texture, which it probably won't be. Um, and it's 18 grams of protein. So I would have to really do like two scoops, I reckon to really get it why i need it and even then i don't again i don't know it's so depressing <laughs> you ever thought about just like i mean one instance where you might take essential amino acids yeah exactly um yeah very good point um and and also just also considering i'm not gonna lie i'm sure people listen and be like you're a bad mother also considering just coming away from breastfeeding now because it's been six months we're about to start weaning her and it would make my life a lot easier but i'm gonna give it a go for for a few weeks and just yeah i think i'm scared to come away from breastfeeding why two things the breast comforts her which is actually part of the problem <laughs> so again it would be a good thing to come away from breastfeeding but also it's just like such a little thing that we have together and I just, yeah, I'm just nervous about it. I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. Any tips on that, guys? Let me know. Yes, that's interesting because that's probably like, I imagine through a child's life, there's loads of that, right? Like the last time she calls you, I mean, the first time she calls you mummy, but then also like the last time she calls you mummy. And then I heard someone talk about this 
Um, and it was like, I didn't know that, you know, whenever that was, that would be the last time my kid called me daddy. And now they just call me dad. Right. And he, like, if I'd known at the time, I'd be like fallen in tears. But like you go through all these milestones and like you probably won't be like, this is the last time she'll ever breastfeed. It will just like happen and then she won't. Yeah. And it's yeah. But yeah, I guess there's loads of those through kids' lives. Yeah. And you have to, you're right, you have to think about I did think this this morning. I was lying in bed with her and I was just having such a lovely, such a lovely little kissy cuddle with her. And she's just so fucking cute. It kills me. And I was just thinking, okay, it is sad that I'm gonna stop breastfeeding soon, but I also get to start weaning her and watch her stupid little face and make stupid little expressions every time I shove something else in her mouth. So yeah, that's gonna do like, like then she'll start saying really funny, cute stuff and like walking yeah. around and stuff. And like, yeah, so you have to give up one cute thing to get another cute thing. The idea of Bodie walking around like genuinely terrifies me. I'm like, oh my God, I don't want to like turn around and see her standing there. I'll freak out. <laughs> Um, Isabel's just saying <clears throat> I found giving up breastfeeding so hard that I kept doing it for a year and a half it was so lovely and the comfort and closeness with my son but by that point it was only at night and he was in nursery full-time oh and then she says in the end I gave up um, while covering party conferences as I was so busy there that I didn't have time to think about it basically my tip is just to slowly cut down by one feed at a time yeah, that's fine. I'm already doing that, obviously, because we have the part-time nanny as well. I can't breastfeed her like all day, every day, and I can't be asked to express all day, every day. So I just, I'm already slowing it down. But yeah, I think it will really help with her sleep. She needs to learn how to self-settle. And she's six months old now. She's about to go into her crib. All of this has to start happening now. Yeah. Okay, Liz. Re-protein, how important is it to have a few hours between protein portions? Sometimes I have breakfast around 10 and then I need to have lunch at 12.30 because it's my only window in the day. Should I avoid having protein so soon after or does it not matter too much? I'd say it happens maybe twice a week on average. I wouldn't stress about it at all. Yeah, we could give you optimal answers, but it sounds fine and don't stress. Yeah. Debbie, I basically hung up clothes signs on my boobs. I was done. So many cute things and milestones to look forward to. Oh, um, Ellie, I did six months with my first and then stopped because I couldn't put her down for five minutes before she whined. It was yeah. definitely a comfort thing for her. Only did yes. eight months in a second as child number one was so jealous. <laughs> uh, yes. Liz, I fed the eldest two for a long time. But Toby self-weaned at eight months. It was sad at the time, but it didn't change anything in our relationship. He's still my best buddy now. He's eight now. We're very, very close. Oh, Emma, I cried last time I did a night feed and rocked Orion to sleep. Heartbreak Hotel. <laughs> Loads of people have stories about this. Uh, Becky, I've been using Women's Best Vegan Powder, which seems to have good amino acid profile. Oh, that's good. Women, what do you say? Women's Best. Women's Best, yeah. And then Isabel saying he did sleep better as a result of moving to cow's milk, I have to say. Becky, I'm with you on the stopping breastfeeding. It's so hard. Lorena, what a lovely name, Lorena. Um, won't take dairy-free formula though, so I'm a bit stuck. Just remember to make the to make the decision to give up on a good breastfeeding day. So you are actively choosing to do it, not feeling forced. Not protesting. Yeah, good tip. Yeah. Polly says, it sounds like you are ready to stop, Chloe. Schedule it 
schedule it set a time as a mum of three you will have all those lovely snuggles okay huh you're gonna have three kids two and I'm done (laughs) okay we're up to date on the live uh Emma you have to go so let's cut it there um and we will see you guys again next week I was like what is it next week yeah